From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. Hey, we're back. We're back again. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And we're in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll tell you one thing that matters. The All-Star Game baseball. That's right, the Baseball All-Star Game. Man, this is going to be it's the last yeah. and final All-Star Game in Yankee Stadium. Yep, the last time, yeah, Yankee Stadium. They're moving uh, Yankee Stadium down the street. Yeah, well, you know what? It's interesting that they're starting, uh, well, they're ending, you know, with the 79th All-Star Game. You know, why couldn't they have waited to have the 80th All-Star Game in Yankee Stadium? You know what? You're reading my mind. 80th is easier to remember. Most people are so dumb they can't remember. And baseball fans will, but the majority of people out there will go, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, perhaps maybe you think maybe they'll, you know, turn around and give them the 80th game in the new stadium next year? No way. No way. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, but you know what? Here, here's the problem I got with this whole thing about the All-Star Game is, especially this time around here, is this home run derby thing. Now, you got a guy who's, you know, I, I've always said that Edge was a senior citizen, but you truly, and I respect this baseball coach, but listen, Josh Hamilton hits these 20-something, 28 home runs off of a guy who's close to 80 years old. There you go. You know, and and such a big deal is being made of it, and 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something else here too. Tell, tell me, tell me, right? I don't know who won. Neither do I. You know why I don't know who won? Why? Why? Why is? Why? Why is that? It's because the people that have been reporting it have been so impressed with second second place. I mean, Josh, it was in the preliminary rounds of which he hit all these home runs. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't count. That's like. You know, competing in the U.S. Open is maybe three days, and somebody has a great, you know, second day, but, you know, Ernie Els wins it all. You yeah. know? What the heck is going on here? This guy, Josh Hamilton, and I understand this young man has had, again, and fan man, you know, I've always been an advocate for the players. The players go through many struggles. Here is a young man who's had many struggles off the field. You know, he's had the demons of the drugs and everything else that have been, you know, he's gotten caught up in that. And he comes back, and he, you know, has the dream. You know, he had a dream. His dream almost came true, but it's second place. And I don't even know who won it because all the coverage has been given to this guy who, who, who came in second place. Who came in second place, which doesn't make any sense. That's why the media is so, you don't know which way the media is going to go from one day to the next. You, you never know. Yeah, and, it, you know, it, it's something important. I think it's important to tell a feel-good story. But don't sacrifice the guy who's won it all for the feel-good story. Well, they always do the feel-good story. Feel good story. It makes them feel good. They get all excited about that kind of stuff. To me, it's like, you know, come on, get real. You don't well, want to hear all this b- b- crap. Well, what you is know? real is this This young man has... The guy won. You know, he's fought some demons of crack cocaine. Crack cocaine? And, Can I get some? <laughs> you know, obviously... Where, where do you get that at? Well, this is somebody who obviously knew where it was at. And, uh, uh, you know, not not typically the way stories have been presented. We're not going to go there, but this was a man. He's an athlete. 
I just my I tip my hat to him. I'm glad he's recovered. I mm-hmm. think he and his wife are, are trying to mend things. I think that she's still with him. I think they got a couple little kids, at least one. And it was good to see him. But again, I think the media should never sacrifice the winner for a feel good story. And now the person who won the home run derby, ah, uh, we don't even know his name. But but there's another there's another good thing about this, you know, this last game too. And Man, this What's is Yankee that? Stadium. There's some great. There are some great Yankee players that are going to be playing in this game. Derek Jeter will be playing in this game. Is A Rod going to be playing? A Rod's going to be playing. In this I wonder game. if Madonna. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if Madonna's going to be there. You know, Madge. <laughs> hey, Madge. Maybe she'll be wearing the A Rod T-shirt. Oh, I love A Rod. I wonder what A Rod stands I, I, for. Is it a big Rod? I don't know about that. See, yeah, is it a big Rod or what? See, there you are. You're part of me. No, no. So you're yeah. telling the feel-good story. I'm, I'm taking away from the feel-good story. I, I care about A Rod and his marriage and Madge. I mean, that's really important to me. Is that really going to affect him in the game tonight? I mean, I'm really worried about this. Listen, here's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm worried about. Here, we always talk about the sport. We talk about the history of the sport. We talk about. The NFL is going through a thing where now they're taking all the young kids who come into the game mm-hmm. and they're making sure they visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So they, they, they understand what this, how this sport was built, the backs of the men of which the sport was built upon. You got a young guy coming into the game, Papa Bond or something like that, who's, who's a pitcher for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, and, he, and he's going to be in the All-Star game. And I guess he, he feels as if he should be deservingly so, maybe, you know, what he's done this year. He should deservingly so be the closer in Yankee Stadium, you know, for the game. When Rivera is there, I mean, the Yankees' all-time greatest closer, the greatest closer to ever play, period, is there standing in the winds. Mm-hmm. And he well, I agree with you. There's no way in the world anybody can close that game. I don't care if, if they're losing you know, by 10 runs, still, Rivera deserves the right to get in there and close that game for all those people who have watched him pitch for so many years. Mm-hmm. He made himself, his name, the team, the Yankees, and all the glory years he was there. How could they want anybody else to close out besides him? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I really don't understand it myself. And the guy's 10 years, the guy's like 27 years old, you know. Rivera's like something like the 38 or something like that. I mean, Hank, you know, Hank Williams, uh, Hank, Hank Williams, I guess I'm listening to too much country music. Hank Aaron's going to be there with, along with Dick Williams. I mean, there's going to be... Uh, well, See, Hank gonna, Williams, I, I'm dyslexic. I got it mixed up. Well, well listen, that's okay. Hank will probably, listen, Hank will probably be there opening up, you know, some country western songs for them. Hey. Yeah, it might be. for some football. Hey, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I just want to see A-Rod out there and hope Madge is in, this, in the audience. And I hope it's just a good game and for the fans and for everybody to enjoy and see Yankee Stadium. Did you ever go to Yankee Stadium, Ray? You know what? You know, it's interesting you bought that up, fan, man, because when you think about it as a fan and... and and, and we're going to have somebody join us a little bit later. I, I believe there's somebody who's going to call in mm-hmm. uh, to talk a little bit about some things that are going on in, in that great city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, our hometown, my hometown, anyway. But let, let's, talk about, let's talk about some of the great places for fans to watch games. You know, And I have never been to Yankee Stadium. I had said that you know, I before I rode over my grave, there were a few ballparks that I wanted to visit to see a ball game in, and Yankee Stadium was one of them, and now it's closing. But y- you've been to Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to Wrigley uh, Veterans Stadium. Uh, I've been to Candlestick Park. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I Candlestick Park. I oh, was yeah. there, too. Well, you know, I was, I, I went, I, I've been, let's see, I went to the Dodger Stadium. Wow. That was a long time ago, and wow. that's about it, I think. You ever been to L.A. Coliseum? Uh, no, I've never been to the Coliseum. I've been to the Rose Bowl, though. 
Oh, yeah. Well, see, you know, there are many people that say, how dare you tear down Yankee Stadium? But then again, if you close the Boston Garden, you can close any stadium. Well, you know why they, you know, for the amount of money that Steinbrenner has, why didn't he just turn around and revamp that stadium? Because there's so much history in that stadium. And from baseball going all the way back to the early 1900s when baseball started, I don't know why they would rip it down. It, 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 It is a... A star-studded stadium of all the stadiums. And when you look at stadiums, that's that's the stadium. Well, I mean, let me, just, let me I mean, just say this. I, you know, I would be curious for the fans. You know, because you know, I, I've always enjoyed the game. You know, as as a player. And and when I enjoyed the game as a player, I'm often, you know, wondering, boy, are the fans really enjoying this? You know, what is it that makes them enjoy? Is it sitting in the seat? And looking at the green grass and the sunshine and the weather, whether it be hot or cold, seeing the colorful uniforms, seeing a, a great game. Well, that's the way I feel when I go to the stadium, Ray. And I, you know, if it's an old stadium or new stadium, it's just it's just so electric when you walk in. The crowd's there, everybody's happy. Uh, the field's green, and you know, green grass. It's beautiful. The food's good. It's just a lot of fun. It's well, that's what, and I, and I say that because for, from a player's perspective, when you come out in the stadium early on in pregame warmups, uh-huh. and there's nobody really in the stands. It's it's okay. I mean, it, it kind of hits you a certain way, and you think about it, and you have you know a moment, uh-huh. you know. But right. when you come out of the gate, when all the fans are there, and it's just before kickoff, that's electric. Oh, it's a, oh man, it is. You said it. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, you you play for the Eagles and the Browns. When you played Dallas, and you had to walk through that tunnel into that stadium, how did you feel when you walked into the Cowboys Stadium? Just you, you know, you know, one thing about. Does that scare you? Professional sports is you—you you really have to take the moment in and, and, and appreciate it. But at the same time, you can't get caught up in it because you have a job to do. I mean, you got to remember—you know—athletes are still awed by other athletes. It's amazing when really? you see the talent yeah. of other athletes, and so much so that you know you have to you know look at it with appreciation. But at the same time, you got to understand, hey, okay, I got to tackle this guy. You know, so if I, if I were up against a great quarterback like a Dan Marino, you know. Oh my God! This is Dan Marino, but at the same time, I got to do the best I can to intercept this pass. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it is—it is such a great thing for players to go to different stadiums and know that great players play in those stadiums. That's right. In those stadiums, for us too, they—they they have a history. I mean, you watch the football games as you grow up, and you dream about playing in those great stadiums. But I can tell you. Once you get in the stadium, it's it's all it's the fans that really make it when when it's packed. Well, right, you, you know what? You know people what? People everywhere. About tonight with the All Star Game. Tonight, both the park and the players will be stars. Yeah, it, no doubt about. It. And the fans will too. It, it, there was no. Oh, yeah. I, I, let me say this to you. I bet you there's a tear or two that'll drop from somebody who is probably in the stands with their with their grandfather or their great-grandfather. Who took them to the game when they and, were kids, and you, right? you know what I mean? I mean, that's the kind of moment where I have a son, fam. I mean, I, it's a thing where you would love to share that moment mm-hmm. with somebody, and you're somebody special with you. And those people that are going there to that All-Star game tonight, that is truly going to be something special. Yeah, and I think, yeah well, what I wanted to say is, yeah, I, I, uh, myself and my girlfriend were talking the other day about going to Angel Stadium to see the Angels play because I've never been in that stadium, mm-hmm. and it's right up the street for me. It's fifteen minutes, Angel Stadium. Well, you, you listen. If you if there's a great stadium that has some great history to it, and a team that has some great history to it, 
I think you got to get to that. But you know, a lot of people, uh, you see in the news once in a while, people that are, you know, uh, father and son, and they go, you know what? Yeah, we're getting older, and and I've seen this before where uh, they travel to all the NFL stadiums. They follow one team, like, say, the Eagles or the Giants, and they go, they follow them on a road trip, so they hit all the stadiums on the road trip. It's really cool. So a lot of people do that in baseball, too. Well, I'm going to tell you what, baseball, you know, they got like 82 games a year, so you're doing a lot of traveling. That's a lot of money. Football's probably the easiest. You got 16. Games, which means you only got eight that's on the road, you know, and that, and that would just be probably something that you know. I think I'm going to do that. How about we take our show on the road? We should take the show on the road and, and broadcast from all these different know, stadiums. Yeah, we'll have to sit down. We will have to talk to manager. You know, manager's going to say no to us because you know you you just make these these demands on management all the time with your contract demands, you know. So they're going to tell me no all because of you. But uh, of course, you know, because of me. <laughs> it's always my fault. Well, listen. I think we're hearing a little bit of music. Whenever we hear music, we got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yes we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and man and we're in phoenix living like it matters and, and fan man you know we're talking about some great places to play ball, great places to go to the game. And one thing that I mentioned to you, at least from a player's perspective, it's about those fans. It, it is truly about coming out onto a field, into an arena, where everybody there 
is rooting for you. And, of course, you know, with that being the case, you know, we got somebody on the line from the city of brotherly love just to share with us about some things that are going on. And I believe, Rocco, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Ray. What's going on, big guy? All righty. How you doing there? Say hello to Fan Man. I'm doing good. How you doing, Fan Man? Hey, Rocco, how you doing? Nice to have you on the show, dude. Hey, Thanks, Rocco, man, listen, uh, you know, boy, we're talking about this all-star game that's going on up there in, in New York tonight. Right. You know, one of the greatest places. we we got to give them credit. You know, that Yankee oh, Stadium, which I've never been to, but I've watched some great World Series games on TV there. And I've just, you know, over the years, just as, as I've aged, I've just seen some electricity, as Fan Man said, that exists in that stadium and other ballparks. You know, but you being... You know, a Philadelphia Eagle fan and one of the greatest fans that there ever was. Uh, I believe you guys have an affinity for for your place that, that you watch your games at, and and you've got some other guys there with you, and you guys are doing something special. Is that what I hear? Yeah, we've got a movie coming out in December called Green Fans the Movie, um, and we also have the swimsuit calendar to promote which Oh, right, Rocco. In October. <laughs> so you got um, fan man get excited about. Hey, uh, uh, hey, give me your website. I'll be right there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, man, greenfansthemovie.net. Okay, cool. We we actually have a big event on July 26 that we're going to be doing the calendar model contest. Now it's wait a, a second, Rocco. You tell me you you got a movie. Now explain to me when you say you know we've got a movie coming out. You know, I, I, are you talking about okay? I'm going to go to AMC theater and sit up and, and watch this well, movie. Talk to me a little. Tell me a little that, about this that movie. That may very well happen, right? Right now, it's set it as, as independent release. Um, so at this point, no, it's going to be a local release, um, and then over the internet. But we are in talks with New Line Cinemas and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, the problem is at this point, because the movie's final cut isn't out, the Eagles want fifty-one percent control, obviously, because they want to know what's going in and they want to have final say. We want our movie to be our vision, uh, to be our image of what we, you know have for this movie to be, and we don't want anybody else to control what the final version of this movie looks so, like. So, Rocco, what's the movie about? I mean, what, what, why, the movie why is the a documentary-style film, and it's basically, we wanted to show, we were insulted when the Eagles came out with that DVD, E-A-G-L-E-S, which was supposed to be a tribute to the fans, and it was really a slap to the fans' face. And our movie follows ten of the biggest Eagles fans around over the course of the season, and it basically shows the roller coaster of emotions the way of life that it is being an Eagles fan, what we do to get ready for the games, for the season, going to training camp, the away games. Uh, you know, our, we have our tailgate buses converted into Eagles vehicles. And it just shows the actual way of life and what it's really like, the passion that we have and the green blood that we bleed as Eagles fans. Um, hey, 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 Rocco, you know, you, you, you say that you guys are, are passionate fans and, you know, and you follow the Eagles, and you're there all the time. I mean, but you sound like a very young man. Are are, are you a young man? And you is this I'm a family? Years old. You know, tradition has gone on for years, years or you know, I've first been generation of Eagles, Eagles fans or what? I can remember. Um, you know, since I was five or six, I can remember watching the games with my father, Randall Cunningham flipping into the end zone uh, against the Giants, doing the you know ballerina hurdle. Uh, into the end zone against Green Bay. You know, I, I remember it all, man. I remember Jerome Brown getting killed tragically in a car accident. Um, you know, it's a way of life for me. My well, you know, this is actually, you know, this is when Fan Man and I first started out doing this show, we said we wanted mm -hmm. the fans to have a voice. Right. So, so let me say this, you know, this being the opportunity for you to have a voice, you know, uh, is, is there anything that, 
that the Eagles can do this year to make the season better for the fans? Obviously winning the Super Bowl, but is there any player moves you guys are interested in? Do Do you guys have that kind of leverage? Do you think fans could – do the fans actually think they have an opinion when it comes to what Jeffrey Lurie and Andy Reid do with their team? I mean, we voice our opinion. Yeah, we're probably one of the most vocal fan groups out there, or fan bases out there. But they're not going to listen to us. They're going to do what's in their best interest. Well, you know what, Rocco? You're 100% right. The fans support the team. The fans come out 72,000 strong in that stadium. I used to go to Veterans Stadium watch the games on TV, hardcore Eagles fans since I've been five years old. I mean, I was, I was at the 60 National Championship game. I mean, you know, and, and they, they really don't, I don't think, like you said, they really don't care about the fans. The fans no, make it. The fans it, make it. You know, this. and it's, it, it, not care is such a hard word, I guess, but that's, that's the realistic, you know, view of it or, or the way it is. I mean, they really don't. They're in it for their business. Uh, well, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I understand that 100% on the business side, but they should, right. you know, like you have to go to the Eagles organization and, and they want to control what is said. And, and, and it's about the fans, the hardcore fans. Like the Vince Papali movie when that came out, I mean, did they right. have to go through a lot of stuff with the Eagles on that movie? Oh, I'm sure they did, fam, man. I mean, you got to yeah, think really about it. You know, that was a movie and play what, Vince, uh, Vince that was played out in theaters, but it had a lot of uh, official merchandise and right. it had a lot of official... Well, Rocco, is that true? Did they have to go through all the stuff that you're going through? Yeah, I mean, we're going through a lot where the, the Eagles even want a percentage for every Eagles emblem or a sh- Eagles jersey that's in our film. And, you know, we're kind of fighting that because it's a documentary-based film. Right. Um, but, you know... Th- they come at you for every dollar, and not only them, but the NFL as well. Um, you know, and, and by all means, it's a business, so you have to respect that from them, as frustrating as it is. Right. Well, you know, getting off that subject a little bit, going to the Green Bay mess up there with Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre, you know, is a great quarterback, and he decided to retire in January, and yeah. the fans were all upset and pissed off. But, you know. Of course, he's a great player, and he played very well for Green Bay. And now he's changing his mind, and he wants to come back, and the fans are going crazy up in Green Bay. They want him back, and they're basically saying, uh, you know, if he comes back, he's, uh, he's a backup. But I'll you tell know, you what. Do, do they really care about to have you, a fan score? But like Ray said earlier, we were talking about earlier, whoever quarterbacks the Green Bay Packers, the fans will be there. The cheeseheads will be in that stadium. Exactly. But, see, I mean, I, I, I go with my gut feeling that Brett Favre knew he was coming back all along. I mean, I didn't believe for one second Brett Favre was honestly going to hang up his cleats and walk away, especially since he went out throwing an interception. That's mm-hmm. not the way Brett Favre wants to end his career. Mm-hmm. And I just had a feeling he was going to come back and ask for a release, and that's exactly what he's doing. Right. I mean, you know, Brett Favre is probably the best quarterback ever in the NFL. I mean, if not the best, one of the best. And I'll, I'll give him that props, even being an Eagles fan. But, you know, he's not going to hang up his cleats going out the way he did. He wants another championship, or he at least wants to win, you know, on a, or end the season on a positive note. Well, well you, you know, know, Rocco, I'll say this, you know, you're probably one of the few people <laughs> in America that, re- that realized that Brett Favre went out and closed uh, his career on an interception. You know, that, that was a sad note, but, but most yes. of us remember that Brett had an outstanding year last year. As a matter of fact, uh, I was watching something on the NFL Network, which I always do. I love that channel. And, and, I, and I heard Charles Barkley say something that, that really hit home, and that is most time athletes want to go out on top. Now, provided you say that last play, that interception, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that some people will remember. But Brett truly had, you know, revived his career and actually was going out on a great note. Everybody thought he was in, you know, in the twilight years of his career. 
He finished extremely strong, and that might have been the best way for him to go out. As a player, I know that if Brett decides to come back and he plays with any team other than the Green Bay Packers, it's going to be a struggle for him. For one, you know, going into training camp, they probably wouldn't have made a decision until they go into training camp, which means day one, he, he's way behind the eight ball. He has no off-season preparation to learn a new system. The other team is probably going to have another starting quarterback in position, so he's going to be at a disadvantage there in terms of trying to gain some, some playing time, you know, this season, which means that will be another year, you know, behind. So I just think, I think Brett should have retired going out on top, even though he didn't win it all. He played extremely well. But if he comes back, I say he goes into the Green Bay Packers organization, and I think they do what they should do. And, I, man, you know I feel this way. He should compete for that starting job. Just like everybody else, I don't. Th- you know, you can you can you can pencil in a starter, but if the guy doesn't win the job at the end of the day, it goes the best man should win that job. And what do you think about that, Rocco? I totally agree with you, and, and I don't want you to seem like I'm being harsh on Favre and just remembering him for the interception. What I meant by that was Brett Favre is too much and too intense a competitor to go out like that. He had, oh yeah, he I agree with you. In, your, in his mind, but what kills me is, and this is one thing that I think. A lot of fans hate is how the players play games or with the contract negotiations that's and, all, right. and then retire and then, oh, I want to come back. Well, see, that's hey, what, that's hey, guys, I want to take both of you guys up on that. Let me finish on what Rocco said. Rocco, you're right. He, in January, and I, we, we, me and Ray were talking about this the other day and got into a little spat about it, but in January, he hung up his cleats. He said he was done, he retired, I, right. you know, it's over, and then he waits seven months. Now, training camp starts next week for most NFL teams, or next week or the week after, and now exactly. he's coming out. Uh, two weeks before training camp with all this. I mean, he waited seven months. How come he didn't? Okay, but wait. Fanman, Rocco said one thing you got to take into consideration. What's that? He said when players play games about contract negotiations. This is not about a contract well, negotiation. And, and the man has a no trade clause. No, no, there is no. He doesn't have a no trade clause. He has no trade clause in his contract. He does not. He does not. Oh, no. without, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. Without having an official no trade clause in his contract. Right. He doesn't have that. But wait, let me explain to you. See, this is all about Brett just not being comfortable as Rockles, as a competitor that he is, he's not ready to hang his cleats up. And sometimes the mind says one thing, but the body says something different. In this case, you know, his body was on the same pace with his mind. They both did very well last year. So he's probably thinking, and he, and he has this, you know, this intestinal gut feeling that, man, I got to get back out there and I got to finish and I got to go out on top. I want to win my last game. But the fact of the matter is, the fans were satisfied with his performance at the end of last season. They, they were satisfied. This is not about money. This is about, I'm going to tell you guys, most professional athletes, it's very, very hard. And they will all tell you, even when they do walk away, if they, if, even if it was on top, it's so hard to walk away from this game. It, it's it's, it's yeah, the hardest thing the game, in the world. It's like the fans do. And yours is, you know, you're in the game, whereas we're not. I mean, it's, I can understand how it's hard to walk away. You know, I mean, imagine I, I that, Rocco. That. You said something. Imagine if somebody just, when you weren't ready, they just took away your right to go to ever go to a, a game again. 
they took oh, away from what? me. And I'm I sorry, did, but Rocco, I, I got to tell you this. When you hear that die. music, that means would. we got to take a break. Listen, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And we're in Phoenix living like it matters, but we'll be right back after this <laughs> The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Di, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Di, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah i like that music there yes yes you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and we're in phoenix living like it matters and something that matters to me certainly was rocco kind of you know touched on something there and it's it you know it's it's Wow, somebody telling a pro football player that he wants to play. We understand that, but we're not going to let you play. And I reversed that on Rocco, and I want to go back to him because I, I said to him, Rocco, that's almost like somebody telling you, you have the money for your season tickets. You haven't done anything wrong, but you can't come in anymore. Man, it's, that's, I don't know how I deal with that. And I'll tell you right now, since, Let's say I was 17 years old. I have not missed an Eagles game, and I'm not saying I attend every game, but I have to be in front of a TV or at the stadium, one or the other. And I rescheduled my daughter's christening because it was on opening day. 
Wait, wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. Fan Man, say that again. Fan Man, I, I heard, what I he heard. said. <laughs> hey, 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 Rocco, I'm surprised you weren't on NBC Dateline where they have these guys that uh, watch the games. They have one from Dallas, one from Green Bay, the Giants, and someplace else where they just are, you know, they, they reschedule everything in their family life to watch the game. Hey, man, you got to tell, 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 tell our audience crazy, that again. You did what now? I will not miss an Eagles game. I, I just can't do it. And my daughter at five years old, if I'm home, she will watch the game with me. I mean, she'll walk through my whole living room because I have the bachelor pad is all Eagles and she'll walk through and name every player. She knows the Eagles song. I mean, she's just there you go. Eagles See, you're helping the Eagles man. with a hardcore fan. Hey, that's exactly right. Uh, here comes a, a young hardcore fan, thanks to you, Rocco. You're, you're, you're just like those restaurants out there. They create these family atmosphere where they get you when you're a kid and they have you when you're a grandparent, you know, and that's all about their brand. And that's, and that's what the NFL is concerned okay, what, about. Okay, what, what, you know what? But, one thing you know, I want to say here to the both of you, and Rocco, this is mainly toward you. Being an Eagles fan is a way of life. I mean, it's not just, uh, let's watch the game if we have time. I mean, it's a way of life. We all bleed green here in Philly, and that's that's the passion that we have. That's what makes us better than any of these other fans out there. Let me me interject one thing about the fans in Green Bay. First off, do you know that the fans are shareholders of the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, but anybody can it. They're shareholders. They own part of the team. They should have a say-so in whether Brett Favre comes back or not. You know what? They, they're the ones that pay the money. They, they're shareholders. Well, family, you can be a shareholder. It's a publicly traded, so you can go out and buy, you know, some shares in that, and you're exactly right. When you go to shareholders' meeting, you do have That's a, what I'm trying to say. They could, they could, they could put up a shareholder's vote. But, they could but, go, but listen, yeah, you but have, have the majority to do with the uh, operations. The I don't, and I don't know if they do or don't. Business. And they really doesn't matter. Not the football team. The coach and the general manager are going to be the ones who make the decision. No, I understand, I understand that, but the fans could do a revolt on them and get really upset with them. Well, you know, I think, you know it's like this, and we've, we've said this, and you, you agree with this, man, man. I don't care who the Green Bay Packer quarterback is, those fans are going to show up and root for them. That's right, they are. The, fan, the fans back in the day, the fans, you know, if, I, I mean, when I, Eagle, I'm a hardcore Eagles fan, and when somebody was let go, I was really upset about it. And a lot of fans are upset about it, but the following year, everybody's watching TV again or at the stadium. And it just yeah, keeps on going well, and going. I mean, year, there's no loyalty anymore to I mean, the players. Most of us understand the fact that this game is bigger than the players themselves. The I players mean, make it big. Yeah, they right. do for, for time. And the fans make it big. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's only for time. And, you know, some people... You know, you show the old films, they bring them back. You know, people say, oh, I saw you on this, I saw you there. You know, there are some people who make a great impact on the game that you remember plays or you remember seasons that they had. But this is truly a game for the modern-day fan, and that fan stays there. He enjoys it, she enjoys it, and then it's on to the next player. You know, if you're there, they root for you. If you go to another team, they hate you. I mean, that's, that's right. The they do. I mean, I, I would hate to be hate to be on, let's say, the Eagles, and I'm a, a pretty, you know, like you, right? When you were when you were let go, when Buddy Ryan kicked you out of town and said, "Get the hell out of here," and you went to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you would have came back to Philadelphia, they would have booed the hell out of you. Oh yeah, and, and that's that's the truth. Now, let they me, hate let me, you. Let, let me ask you something. But you, you didn't leave. You you got kicked out. I understand, but I want to ask Rocco that. Hey, Rocco, has has that changed? I mean, in terms of. You know, the terms of endearment of a player, once he puts on another uniform, are you guys done with him? Uh, I mean, I can't say done with him, but, like, you know, and I'll use Trotter again. Trotter went last year, played for Tampa Bay a little bit, but I didn't really follow him. But am I still a diehard Trotter fan? Hell yeah, the Axeman is one of the best linebackers I've ever seen. But am I going to sit there and root for him because he's on Tampa? 
Not really. I okay, mean, well, let me like see. Them. Explain to a player what it is that a fan enjoys about an athletic performance. Do you really become attached to the player, or are you attached to the team? I'm attached to the team. Okay. I mean, the Eagles are are my team, no matter who comes and goes from them. Um, but, you know, there's there's players that you do get a, a, attached to. I mean, B-Dawk, you got Trotter, Reggie White, you know. Um, well, everybody was attached to Reggie White. He was a great yeah. player. I mean, you, you know, there's definitely players that you have that attachment to, but the team is your ultimate heart and soul. The team is, is, is where your, my heart is at always. Now I'm going to throw something out. I'm going to throw some. I'm going to throw some, some some flame into this. Some some additional flame into a fire that's already lit. You know, take a guy like T.O. Owens who came there, and and, and T.O. You know, actually, you know, took us on his back, and you know, helped us make it to the Super Bowl. He's with the Dallas Cowboys, of which we hate the Dallas Cowboys. But there's a, is there any way there could ever be any you know showing of you know emotion for T.O. Ever want him to do well? I'll tell you what, I hate T.O. I hated him before he came to us. <laughs> I hated go. him when he was with us. My daughter's mother at the time wanted a T.O. jersey. I said, wait till next year. This guy's going to flare up and look exactly what he did. Um, I, I can't stand T.O. I appreciate what he did when he was here for us. The guy is one of the hands-down best receivers in the game, probably to ever play. But the guy's a jerk. He's arrogant, and I can't stand him. I mean, right, most, and, and all of the Philadelphia fans, including myself, I just can't stand the guy. Right. Well, when he was there, we 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 got to admit he he was a great player for us. Well, let me say this, and I say that because right now there is a very good wide receiver that I believe is going to possibly be reinstated, and the Eagles could use another good wide receiver, and that's the kid Chris Henry, who's a young man. And I happen to know his agent is a guy by the name of Marvin Frazier that's there in Philadelphia. Has anything been said about the Eagles possibly trying to go after Chris Henry if he yeah. becomes available? They, you hear it mentioned here and there, but you know nothing ever that's really concrete or no source that says anything that you can really trust. I mean, do I think Chris Henry would be a great fit? Yeah, I do. Um, but again, I don't think Jeff Lurie, Joe Banner, or Andy Reid are going to take a chance with him after the T.O. thing. I really don't. Well, that goes back to the fans, you know. I understand protecting the brand and all that, but in today's society, you got, you got to win today, and you got to do the best you can to get the best players on the football field. And and in terms of a wide receiver that's available right now, I, I don't think there's a, a better one out there, you know, than, than Chris Henry right now that could possibly be available. But let me move on, guys. Let me get, they're, they're, Peyton Manning had an operation. Yeah, 46 weeks he's out. I just you know, did that. everybody hear about this now? Now, Peyton had this operation. You know, why have the operation now? Why not do it, you know, right after the season's over? you got Marvin Harrison who's suffering from the same similar type of injury. You know what it's going to lead to. You know, why not get it taken care of? Why, why do you think he waited so long? Fan man, you gotta, what do you think about that? Well, you know what? He, uh, it, this, this started in February. And the treatment, uh, you know, he had some type of treatment that was effective until he experienced increased pain and early signs of infection. So basically, they did try to take care of it early and right, you know, right after the uh, Super Bowl, and you know, it just didn't go away. So now they, you know, he's going to miss the start of the uh, training camp and probably the first couple games. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, in February it was a problem. You tried some treatment. You're telling me February. You got February. You got March. Yeah, yeah, they they tried to treat they they did they did treat it and they figured they could go instead of oper- operating on his knee they, they you know they, they they gave him other injections and tried to resolve the issue without going into a in, in the surgery so now 
they can't resolve it now. It's 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 it's, it's late. They should have done the surgery back then. Uh, they made a mistake, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess the Cole fans aren't too happy. Well, no, I, I would imagine they wouldn't be. And now you're talking about here's a guy again who's who's not going to go. Not that he would have played much in preseason, but he certainly would have taken a lot of snaps during training camp. Now you're going to ask does 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 Peyton Manning need to be taking snaps? doing training camp. I think a quarterback does. I, I think a quarterback, that position is a little different than some other court, uh, positions. You know, the throwing, the timing, you know, the, seeing the line come at you, making the adjustments and all that. Yeah, he's a very intelligent person, but I can tell you that I'm sure Peyton would feel better if, if he were taking some of those snaps. And uh, and then there was, there's, uh, you know, some controversy about you know, Marvin Harrison, I guess Marvin's coming off, you know, again, he had some injuries, but you know, he has some off-the-field issues there. And, again, that takes us back into the city of Philadelphia. Where Did you guys hear some of those things that were going on back there about Marvin? And uh, was that anything that uh, thought you guys may have had him land there in your hands because the Colts could have possibly got rid of him? Rock, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I mean, we would have loved to have Marvin. Marvin's probably, you know, top five receivers. But, but again, I don't think the Eagles don't typically pay a lot. You know, they don't want to spend that cap money on a receiver, you know, with the exception of Tia, that's not a spot that they really value high on the, their rankings for what they spend. And and that's why we get frustrated. You know, it's... Well, you mentioned their frustration. You know, they got something going on right now. Uh, I think it's ESPN has uh, what they call, I guess they're looking for, you know, the number one city in America in terms of, you know, championship. And I forget what kind of town they're calling it. Title Town, I think it is. Town, USA. Now, right. as the kind of devoted fan you are, do you think Philadelphia should be considered for Title Town? Uh, if I want to be, you know, egotistical, yeah. I mean, yeah, we do. I mean, but you look at it realistically, and I mean, they got Gainesville, Florida. They got a college town. Yeah, you know, one of the college yeah, towns. And, and, and I don't, Who and came I don't up with Title really, Town? It depends. I mean, I, I think you should only consider the pro titles. But again, Philly doesn't have that many, and that's that's what's the most aggravating thing about our city. Is you know, as passionate as we are, and we have you know very few championships, and then year after year we kind of go through this heartbreak, and you know our teams do good, and then they get to the finals, and and we choke flat out. And hey, hey Rocco, this has been going on for a long time with yeah, Philly. I, I don't know if they're cursed or what. I mean, you know, they won the NFC Championship what three years in a row. Yeah, about right. three, three yeah. or four. Uh, four, I'm sorry, four. four and, you know, they get to the Super Bowl and they don't win. They, you know, like you said, they choke up and cry and, and, and fall apart. I don't know. I don't I'll know tell you what, like. that Super Bowl loss was one of the saddest days of my life. Oh, yeah, me too. I was I was heartbroken. Uh, I, I cried. I mean, I, I literally had tears. At the but, end but, of that you know game. what? I mean, they, just... they, they played the Patriots, the cheaters. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, we could have won that game. Hey, and guys, that listen, we, we got some music, which means we got to take a break here again. I'm sorry. But listen, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. Of course, we're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Your internet flagship station for sports. America's Sports. 
JackLalane.com presents Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lalane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lalane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And, of course, we've had our good, dear friend Rocco with us uh, from Philadelphia. And, Rocco, again, uh, you start off telling us a little bit about this movie you guys are making. Can you tell us a little bit about that again, just so to those who may have just joined us? Yeah, definitely. It's the website's greenfansthemovie.net. Um, it's a documentary-based film. It's all about the fans. It's made by the fans for the fans basically shows the roller coaster of emotions that we've gone through since 1961. Um, there's everybody in our film from Vince Papali to Dawkins, Pat Croce, you name it, if they're a, bit, uh, a name in Philly sports, they're in our movie. Um, if I can, real quick, July 26th, we got a big event, Benny the Bums, Packer Avenue, from 12 to 8 in the afternoon. It's a poolside event. We have a calendar girl contest where we're going to be picking our 12 calendar girls for our upcoming swimsuit calendar. Um, I got Dave Sky, one of my good friends from the real world Hollywood. He's coming out. He's going to be giving out shirts for his clothing flag, uh, clothing line, which is Red Flag. Um, and Brianna Taylor's coming. We got a couple Philadelphia ex-players and, and celebrities coming out. It's going to be a really good event. Um, well, that, the movie that sounds itself, good, man. And we wish you guys the best. Of that hey, hey, Ro- hey, Rocco, I got a question. Can you repeat sure. that website, uh, website address again? Sure. It's www.green.com. Fans, the movie, 
Net. Okay, just that. That's where all of our listeners, so they can go and check it out. There you go. That's great. Hey, but we were talking about, before we went to that break, we were talking about, you know, Titletown, USA, and we were talking about, you know, the great city of Philadelphia and brotherly love, and the fact that there hasn't been, in let's say, in, in the modern-day era, that many titles, because the Phillies have won before, the Flyers have won before, uh, the, the, the Sixers have won, uh, but in modern-day football, the Philadelphia Eagles have just come up short. And, of course, I think that's what your passion is, Rocco, is, is football. Right. And, and I guess the four NFC championship games just don't get it done for you. Nah, I mean, they really don't. I mean, it they're great all, and, and they get the blood flow and the energy going, but it, it's heartbreak at the end of the hey, season. Hey, Rocco, the four NFC championship games mean nothing. Nah. It means nothing. No, I mean, Nobody nothing. cares. I mean, great, and, and everybody in Philadelphia say, oh, yeah, we won the championship. I remember I was in 2003 in Philly, and I bought and got, we got our Eagles hats, national right. champions, NFC. Oh, yeah, big deal. So what? I wore it the other day, and somebody said, hey, you're an Eagles fan? I said, yeah. So what? They didn't win the Super Bowl. That's what he said to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it makes you feel good, but then it's heartbreak, and it doesn't give you bragging rights of any sort. I mean, I wish it did because I, I love to talk junk about my team, you know. Yeah. Well, bragging rights um, is what I always tell Famine about, you know, when the guys get together, you know, the guys with the big ring on, man. That, that's what it's all about, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's the Super Bowl championship ring. It's not the conference championship rings. It's the Super Bowl conference championship. The, you got the NFC. You won the NFC. You went on. Now you got your Super Bowl ring. You know, those guys who got conference championship rings, it's, it's a difference. It's, it's all like I was saying. The guy who, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, Josh Hamilton. He came in second place, you know. Why are we talking about him? He didn't win the home run derby, you know. Yeah. But that seems to be, you know, the person that, that, that everybody's talking about. But listen, you know, we do this thing sometimes. We kind of go through a schedule. Particularly Famine and I have always done it here. And we we looking at the Cardinals' schedule and, and given some indication of what we think will happen. You know, I'm going to look at the Eagles' schedule, and if you look at the Eagles' schedule, you know, it, it looks like you guys are, are, are starting off, you know, it, it looks like the very first, uh, yeah, your first game, opening day, is, is that with the Rams, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking at that, you got the Rams, you know, and, and I like to just to do this. You know, what do you think? Can, can you count on that as being a victory, Rocco, or, is, you know, is that going to be a tough game for you guys? You know, last year I had us picked. I, I went through the schedule before the season, and I did my wins and losses, and I had us at like, you know, thirteen and three or whatever. And, and I was dead wrong. And, and I said I'm not going to jinx us like that this year. But you know, I would like to think you got to do it for us, Rocco. We we got you on the air, man. We gave you a shameless plug, man. You got to do it, man. You got. <laughs> All right, go. I, I mean the. The Rams, you're going to set me up here, but the Rams. I mean, I would love to say we can beat the Rams. There's no reason we shouldn't. McNabb's healthy. Um, you know, we got a couple young linebackers in this year that I think are going to step up and 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 show much improvement from last year. And last year they didn't have a bad season. Um, you know, I'd love to see what our receivers do this year. Uh, I think at running back we're great. You know. Um, but uh, you know, it, it all counts on how how McNabb plays. Okay, so you guys, got, you got, so you got you guys beating the Rams opening day. Okay, now, okay. So who do they play next? They play uh, the Cowboys the next. the <laughs> They play the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys oh, yeah, are the Cowboys. Uh, that's that right. right now. Uh oh. Right come now. on, Rocco, well, step Cowboys, up now. Come on. That's a win. Say that again. The Cowboys is a win. That's an easy victory anytime. Okay, okay, we got. Okay, so you're two and zero now. You're two and zero going in and coming back home, and you got the Steelers. Yeah, well, the Steelers are a tough team. I mean, 
Uh, I'm going to say win again just because I'm not going to say loss, you, you know? Okay, but, so uh, wait. No, really, we, okay, should, should, should I make my job Steelers, easier? And just we we don't have good luck against the Steelers. Say that again? They're always, their defense uh, throws us fifth every time we play in the Steelers. Okay, and, so I, it yeah. sounds to me like you're not too sure about the Steelers. So you might yeah, be 2-1 no, we'll, we'll right there. We'll the loss. How's that? Okay, so you're two and one. So now you go into Chicago. You got to. I, I know you're looking for a victory in Chicago. Donovan's going home. Oh, we need revenge from last year. Yeah, definitely. He's okay, good. all Donovan's right. So going then, home, so revenge you... from last season. I would say that's a victory easily. Well, not easily, but hands down victory. Okay, so now you come back. Now you go into Redskins. You come home. The Redskins come into town. And the Redskins, you know, as they're not always a team in contention, but last year they were good and. You know, they gave us fits last year, but I'm going to have to say victory on them, too. Okay, so you're I mean, still, okay, you only lost one so far. Okay, now now you got to travel out to San Francisco and play the 49ers. That's a long trip. And You know what? I'm going to say a loss on that. Because oh. of the long trip, and I think after the first few weeks of victories, the Eagles tend to get that cockiness attitude, and they always lose the easy... Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's probably a good time for you to lose a game if you're going to lose a game because you guys got to buy after that. And I believe Andy Reid has one of the best records of any coach coming in after you've had a bye. And, and yeah, I think after all, two you guys are going to be playing right? the Atlanta Falcons, too. Right. They don't have to worry about Michael Vick like they yeah. like uh, two <laughs> yeah. years ago. And that would be somebody you know, to worry about, but they don't have to worry about that. So can we chalk that up as a victory? Yeah. Okay, and so then, okay, so then you got to go back out west again. You got to go to the northwest. You got to play Seattle. Seattle lost. See, wait, Seattle's going to be a loss? Yeah. Wow. I'm calling Man, you it better right watch now it now. You're you already up to three. This is as many. This is as many losses as you thought you guys would have last year already. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to be cocky like I was last year. Okay. All right. Well, that's good because I don't think you should because you got the Super Bowl champion coming in you next. You know what I mean? And that's the Giants. And the Giants is a win. Oh, oh, okay. Well, all right. Okay. And then you then you go on the road for a couple. I don't of games. think the Giants are going to be a team in contention this year. I, I well, really you know, don't. it's it's that you know you go to Super Bowl one year, you come back the next year. You know, a lot of people are after you, so you know, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll go with you on that one. But what about going into Cincinnati? That's tough. That's tough. And you know what? I don't know too much about Cincinnati, really, but. I haven't followed up on him too much, but I'm going to say win. All right, hey, Rocco, we're running out of time here. I mean, we got like four minutes till we, till we end the show. Where do you think the Eagles end up this year in the NFC East? I'm going to say they, they win the NFC East, and I'm going to say that they do it at 12 and maybe 4. Well, I'm glad you said 12 and 4, Rocco, because you already had you guys at three yeah. games, and, and, and right. I think you got about, you know, Six games left there, you know, five or six yeah. games left. So you only well, we get hot at the end of the season, you know. We typically do that every year. So well, this year, let me tell you something. The the, the last quarter of your season, you you got a tough one, man. You got the Giants, the Browns, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. That's as tough as any schedule that I think anybody's going to have at the end of the year. All those teams, I think every one of those teams are definitely in in the playoffs. So that's right. going to be a tough schedule for you to end up with. Yeah, this is true. Well, you know, you got three you got three divisional games there. You got the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. Well, that's yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah every year. That, I don't they're know not why. the last uh, three out of four games. Three or you know. four at the end, man, man. Say that again? We had last year, what, three or four divisional games we finished out with? Right. Well, that's what you got this year. 
Hey guys, here we go again. We got that music. Hey, it's it's all over, Rocco. It was it was right, quick, buddy, it was fast, but it was a lot of fun. You've all been right. listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world, Sam Man. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. I hate to say this, but as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. I'm about to go and then you know for me to stay here I've got to be made